I'm Pastor Mark. Yes, I'm like this all the time. Um, if you'd open up your Bibles to Psalm 100, I'd just really like to start there today. I'll give you a second to get there. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep in His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to each generation. Beautiful words to a song that was written by David thousands of years ago. I don't know if you know this, and it's kind of ironic, but Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Sunday is the least attended Sunday across the United States. That's why we have one gathering today. But it, it's ironic because the Hebrew word for Thanksgiving is the same Hebrew word for a worship gathering. The Hebrew word hippiliad. And then check this out. Those of you who are high, uh, from high church kind of things, you'll catch this out. You know what the Greek word for thanksgiving is? Eucharist. Oh. So isn't it kind of funny that on the, on the Sunday after that we're meant to be thankful and even our worship gatherings in in. Hebrew and, and Greek are, are, are actually the words for being thankful. That we don't come and celebrate the, the Hippiliad or the Eucharist together as a, as a community. But instead of preaching to you who are here about the importance of showing up to church... I want to be thankful together, but not in, a, in, a, in perhaps a cheesy church way. But what, I, what I've done this week is go through and went through the, the breadth of Scripture, and I'm sure I didn't get them all, but found different times that the people of God, the people who walked into God's gates with thanksgiving, were thankful and perhaps a little bit cheesy, but, but this is what I'd like to do. I'm going to read those things. And if you want the Scripture later for the scriptural support, just email me or, or Facebook me better. Don't email me if you want it. Uh, uh, I can send it to you. But I just, I'm going to read these things that, that God has done. And I'd like you guys just to respond. We are thankful. I know we don't usually do that here at E3, but since all the backslidden folks are 
off, you know. We can, we can be the church, right? We can, we, can, we can do this. So I know it's a little freaky, but I want to do it. God's faithfulness to His covenant to His people. That's right, we are. For God's protection and deliverance of His people. From captivity of the law. From spiritual death. For Him saving us from those who be against us. With, for His mercy toward sinners. For healings. For salvation. And for God's acts of mercy and grace. You know, funny enough, all those come from Scripture. All of those are, are about specific things that have happened in the story of Israel and in the New Testament, the story of Christians. And it's kind of interesting that one of the fundamental issues with Gentiles in the, in, the, in, the, in the first century was their failure to be thankful to God. In Romans 12, chapter 1, Paul writes that, that they wouldn't honor God as God or even give Him thanks. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 7, Paul writes, what do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? And we're going to touch a little bit more about that and the, the idea that those of us who are independent and, and say, I have everything I have I've made, that that is in direct opposition of what we understand from God. Thanksgiving was the focus of Old Testament worship, especially in the pilgrimages and the, and the seven feasts of our Jewish ancestors, that they would remember Hanukkah, festival lives, lights of what God had done. The Passover Seder, which we still celebrate echoes of in communion, where we would remember the Passover of God passing over our homes. That these feasts are again and again celebrated as an act of thanksgiving. In the New Testament, we're also thankful actively with a focus on not only God, but community, of us being the body of Christ. And there's Scripture after Scripture about how we are to be thankful for one another, especially when we pray for one another. Paul writes again and again how thankful he is when other believers would remember him in prayer and lift him up in prayer. And this idea of thanksgiving as a community of coming together as an act of worship and lifting one another up. 
In 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote this in chapter 4, verse 15. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. And here we have Paul writing about this idea that our thankfulness to God and our thankfulness to one another and, and just this, this idea of, of looking to God and saying, God, you are great and thank you for all the gifts that you have given me is actually an act of evangelism, of, of spreading the gospel, the good news that more and more people hear about God. In fact, true thanksgiving does not consist primarily of deeds, but a disposition of the heart. Because as Jesus talked about in the Pharisees, that that if we give thanks merely about the things that we possess within ourselves, that we are like the Pharisees. In Luke chapter 18 and verse 11, Jesus says this, The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else. For I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I am certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. What a pompous biblical donkey that guy is, right? But verse 13, but the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. And then Jesus says this, I tell you, the sinner, the tax collector, not the Pharisee, not the, not the guy who fasts twice a week, not the guy who gives a tenth of his income, not the guy who doesn't sin, but the sinner returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I like to write thank yous. I write a lot of thank yous during the week. I try to write at least one a week, but but a handwritten thank you and send it. And I encourage my staff to do that as well. But I don't, I don't get as many out as I want because so many people do so many wonderful things for me. And life gets busy. But I encourage the staff to do it. And I've, I've tried to make it a discipline in my life to, to write thank yous because, because it's an acknowledgement that somebody did something for you that is acknowledgement that, you know what, I am not an island, that I cannot do life on my own. Again, one, perhaps one of the greatest sins of, 
of, of a person is the sin of pride, right? And it's very difficult for a prideful person to write a thank you. Why? Because they don't think they need to, right? Why should I write a thank you? I did it on my own. And you think about, about, about that, and then you think about our Heavenly Father who, who gave us the greatest gift of all of Jesus Christ, His Son. And this idea of thank you, God. You know, we have songs about it. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for... But if, but if, if your whole existence is wrapped up within yourself, if you indeed give thanks to yourself, then you acknowledge yourself as your God. And really just the very act of thanking one another and especially thanking God, that that destroys the foundations of pride. Because it's an acknowledgement saying, you know what? You have done something for me that most likely I could not have done by myself. In fact, the truest of thank yous, the most things of, of, of greatest gratitude are those indeed. That we could not get to God, so God came to us. When I write thank yous around here, I write thank yous because, you know what? I'm one person, and we are the body of Christ. And the body has many functions, the things that I cannot do. And it is amazing to me when I think about all the things that our church does that I have absolutely nothing to do with. And for that, I am really grateful. To be part of something that is larger than myself. David wrote another psalm, but it's not in Psalms. It's actually recorded in First Chronicles, and I want to conclude with this. <laughs> First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Seek, or excuse me, search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders He has performed, His miracles, and the rulings He has given. You children of His servant Israel, you descendants of Jacob, His chosen ones. We are to be a grateful people, a thankful people. A people who are identified by our thanksgiving because when we are thankful, we are saying something much more than just thank you. We are saying to someone, 
you have done for me what I couldn't do for myself. And when we direct that to God, it is acknowledgement that He is God and that we are not. And even though this kind of period in our, in our country's history that we, we kind of look toward things to be thankful for and it kind of kicks off a season for us to show gratitude and, and to show people that we care about them. Perhaps the greatest gift that we can give is to actually write some notes thanking people, maybe in our past, maybe a teacher, maybe a mentor, maybe a coach, maybe a pastor, maybe a parent, and write, hey, thank you. Thank you for investing in me. Thank you for helping me achieve this one more thing. Help, thank you for helping mold me into the person that I am. And perhaps in this season, before we get into the full-fledged Christmas season, that, that we actually have a heartfelt conversation with our Father in heaven. And say, so, you know what? God, maybe for you, you, you've never really thanked God for what He has done. That you never have thanked Him for loving us enough not to require us to come to Him, but to come to us. As we move into this Christmas season, Emmanuel. Emmanuel is God with us. God with us. And to thank Him, truly thank Him, not just in words, but with our heart, not with just with our deeds, but with our heart. To truly feel the weight of the gift of Jesus Christ to us. To thank God for what He has done. And then to raise our voices in song and thanksgiving so it'll be a sweet offering to God, but it'll also be a testimony of His greatness. Will you guys pray with me?